Welcome. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. This is Parsha on Thursday nights on Sinai Radio, uh, SinaiRadio.com, and the Sinai Radio app. And uh, I am Rabbi Moshe Teichman. Um, so, Parsha's by Yeshev. Yeah, we, we, uh, we're almost by Hanukkah. We're, we're here. Um, I'm actually going to save all uh, my Hanukkah material for next week. And I want to focus this week solely on Parsha's by Yeshev. Um, you know, next week it will be Hanukkah. You know, there's a lot to talk about. But this week, Vayeshev, Parsha's Vayeshev. Okay, so we can't even get past the first word of this, pus- of this Parsha without um, seeing something amazing. So the Parsha starts off, Vayeshev Yaakov Be'eretz Migrei Aviv Be'eretz Kenan. Vayeshev and he sat. So um, Rashi later on, a little bit later, um, it's actually Rashi, uh, the third or fourth Rashi in the page, it, says, um, it explains what's Vayeshev Yaakov. So in the middle of the Rashi, he says, he brings a Medrash, Vayeshev, Bikesh Yaakov Leshev Bishalva. Yaakov wanted to sit in tranquility, in peace. Kofatz, a love Yosef, it sprung up on him, the story of Yosef. So um, the, the, the situation with Yosef getting kidnapped. Says the Mepharshim, what's going on over here? What, what is this Vayesha of Yaakov? And then afterwards it says, talks about Yosef. The story about Yosef explains that Yaakov was seeking to sit in tranquility. And because he wanted to sit in a tranquil setting, tranquility and, you know, comforting, on comfort and not have to deal, you know, he went through a lot in his life, running away from Esau. You know, imagine having Esau or Russia, the murderer for a brother, and he went through all that. And then he had the situation with Lavan. You know, this guy really has some great family members, you know, Lavan, Esau, you know, also obviously his mother and father, but... Um, his, you know, his nephew trying to kill him, Eliphaz, you know, then he goes to Lavan, and then, you know, Lavan, Lavan's trying to kill, Lavan plays tricks on him all the time, you know, and then after that, we have him coming back, and Esau, you know, went through so much, he gets to Eretz Canaan, he's like, okay, Vayesha Yaakov, Yaakov wanted to sit in tranquil, says, uh, Medrash continues, Rashi quotes this Medrash, it continues, that it was there was a there was like sort of a a punishment for Yaakov wanting to sit in peaceful. Punishment was Yosef being kidnapped. Now, obviously, everything happens for a reason, and Yosef was what happened to Yosef happened to him for his reason. But why did it affect Yaakov? Why was Yaakov sort of getting affected by this? And it seems like because this is a punishment to some extent for Yaakov. Um, wanting to sit Bishalva peacefully in Eretz Canaan to wait out the rest of his days. So he says over here, she says, It's not good enough for the Tzadikim what they're going to get in Olam They also want to sit in peace and tranquility in this world. Okay. Now, let's, let's talk about this. Let's, let's think about this for a second. Yaakov Avinu, right? He gets to Eretz Canaan. He evades death with Esav. He goes through the situation. He, you know, he gets away from Lava, and then he goes. 
he faces down Esau with his 400 men. According to some, it's 400 generals with 400, so with 400 soldiers. It's thousands of, you know, coming to get at Yaakov. And Yaakov, uh, with, with prayer on his lips, and trust in Hashem, it comes out, he comes out okay. And then the story of his daughter getting kidnapped, and the situation of his children killing out all the people of Shechem. And now he comes to Eretz Canaan. Finally, he's back. You know, I don't think, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure I'm right. I don't think Yaakov went, you know, to the nearest, you know, uh, 7-Eleven, got himself a couple of beers and a big gulp, and sat in a lounge chair, you know, sunbathing under a palm tree. I don't think that's what Vayeshev means. You know, when you talk about me, you know, in the summer, sitting outside in a, you know, you know the heat, and drinking a... Drinking a Coca-Cola, you know, unfortunately I can't drink beer, you know, because of gluten, thank God. Um, but I have a good excuse by Shalom Zuckers not to touch the things. But uh, you know, Coca-Cola, you know, they came up with a new flavor this week. My, my students think I'm crazy. Uh, orange, vanilla, vanilla, orange Coca-Cola. I can't, I love this stuff. Everyone else thinks it's gross, but I think it's great. You know, Coca-Cola, if you're listening to this, don't stop making it. Keep selling it. You have a customer in me. But, you know, sitting under a palm tree, I don't think Yaakov is doing that. What, what Yaakov was probably doing was, was serving Hashem. Serving Hashem. In the highest way possible. That was one of the holiest men, men to ever live. And I'm sure he was, you know, doing mitzvahs, whatever that means before the Torah was given, but there is, there is an opinion that they did the mitzvahs. You know, learning the Torah, delving into the deepness of this world, Serving Hashem to the to, to best he possibly can. Why is that sitting with tranquility? That's not easy. When the world around you, there's nobody else. Well, obviously, his father left the legacy, but there was really nobody else besides Yaakov at this point. You know, his children around him, but really Yaakov was the only person in his neighborhood keeping Torah and mitzvahs. What is that so easy? That's not easy. Now, as for Yaakov on his level, it's it's... It's, he does it, and he's, he does it besimcha. Now, why is that so? Why is that considered leishe b'shalva? Why is he being punished for wanting just, you know, I don't want to face an army of four hundred men. You know, I, <laughs> I don't want to deal with loving anymore. I want to sit and be able to serve Hashem, serve God. Why is that so bad? Why is that? I think my I don't know if I'm making my question clear. Why is it so bad at Yaakov? All he wanted to do was to sit and get closer and closer to Hashem. And he didn't want to have to deal with any more tests. Why is that so terrible? You know, obviously, obviously, just to, for, for this class share, it's important to point out that Yaakov, his sin is on his, compared to his level. We know that Hashem judges people, judges upon their level. So obviously, we, we, if we would be in Yaakov's place doing the same thing he did, we would not be punished, maybe even not at all. For something that, that, that Yaakov would be punished for, because Yaakov's on a much higher level. Yaakov is capable of more. He worked on himself more. He's on a higher level, and therefore Hashem holds him to a higher standard. But you know, but but uh, but you know, us not so. But however, I don't even see why he's punished at all. I don't understand this Rashi. I don't understand this Medrash at all. So I was thinking about this for a long time, and I think it, I think um, it falls into the category of understanding tests. You know, understanding. Our our um, relationship with situations in our life that test us, that put us to the test, that you know trying times, things that we go through, 
you know, not just the mitzvos that we all have to do, not just learning Torah that we all have to do, but the, the, the other things in our life, things that seem unique to us. Before we do that, though, before we have this discussion, I want, I want to go to Parshas Vayidash, because, you know, this question is a good question, but I think, I think you can make it better. I think you can even ask more. But in order to do that, we're going to skip, you know, a few, a few, a few pages in the Chumash, we're going to go all the way to Parshish Vayigash, and at the end of Parshish Vayigash, towards the end, now when the whole story of Yosef and his brothers is over, and now Yosef and now has returned to Yaakov, and everything is back to the way it's supposed to be, now Yosef, and they're sitting in Mitzrayim, Paro wants to meet Yaakov. Paro. Now, I want to preface this question with, I do not think Paro was crazy. You know, he might have, maybe, he might have been a little bit insane. It took you as we call it, but I think he was a very smart man to be to be the ruler of this country. But what does he ask? The first thing he does when he sees Yaakov Avinu, what does he say to Yaakov Avinu? He says, "Oh, how old are you?" You know, I, I've been I've been in doing kids programs for a very long time, and I've been doing uh, you know I've been a teacher, a rebbe for for a long time, and kids children programs and you know events and and I ran I run camps in the summer and and you know it always comes up eventually. When you have a relationship with any little kid, and he'll say to you, like, as his counselor, as his, you know, as his, um, as his rebbe, even even some kids, you know, even have his rebbe, and he'll say to you, "How old are you?" <laughs> it's a question that a child asks, you know. But I don't think I've ever been asked that. My first question of ever meeting somebody. Usually, it's like uh, you know, if it's in camp, um, uh, you know, the first thing I get is, uh, you know, the kid doesn't want to talk to me. Or the child asks me for, you know, candy or soda, you know, <laughs> or a student in classes. I mean, when's recess? You know, but I, I never, ever got my first meeting with any, any person, even a child. How old are you? Yet. What does Paro do when he meets Yaakov for the very first time, says the Pasuk? Paro Yaakov, Kama like literally, look. You can look at the pasuk with me. It's it's pasuk mem. It's perik mem zayin pasuk zayin and pasuk chesis. Vayova Yosef Yaakov Alviv. Vayemdenel the Paro. He brought Yaakov in front of Paro. Vayevarech Yaakov and Paro. Yaakov blessed Paro. And then what does Paro respond to Yaakov's blessing? How old are you? Like what is Paro? What are you doing? And the dasuk came in mibalitosos explains Paro's craziness as follows. He says. He saw that he was very old. He's very white. And, and almost as if Paro was taken aback, you know, and, and couldn't focus on anything else. It's like, wow. <laughs> how, how, how old are you? And that makes a lot more sense. It wasn't just like the question he asked random dignitaries that came to visit him. Paro saw ya- Yaakov and he was super taken aback. By how old and weary Yaakov looks. And what does Yaakov answer back to Paro? He says, hey, I, I'm not that old. You know, I'm 130 years old. They've been very short, and they've been bad. How you? I didn't go, didn't reach the, the same level as my fathers have reached. And the Azkein of Alitosis continues and tells us, based upon the Medrash, that Yaakov was, again, punished. 
for saying this. Shem took away, um, I think, 33 years of his life that he was supposed to get. Because he said, uh, corresponding to the words in this passage, because he, he said that to Paro. Again, I want to say that Yaakov shouldn't have complained on his level, being a complainer. Technically, this sounds like why he's complaining. You know, he's got Ma'at Varam, they were short and, and, and terrible and bad. It says, it says the Medrash, that Hashem says back to Yaakov, you know, I gave you back Yosef, I gave you back Dina, I returned, I, I, took, I saved you from love, and I did all these things for you, I saved you from Yosef. And yet you're complaining, Ma'avirayim. So maybe Yaakov was punished for that. Now, how is that a punishment for Yaakov? Good, good question. We're not going to discuss now. However, however, we see, I want to know what Yaakov was thinking. Yaakov is not some, you know, cuckoo head. <laughs> Sorry for using those terms. My, kid, my kids go around going, cuckoo head, cuckoo head. Yeah, but what, what is, you know, what you spend enough time with children, that's what you end up talking like them. But, uh, but what, what, is, what is wrong? What, what is Yaakov thinking? Yaakov Avinu, it's Sadiq, what is he, why is he, why? How could he complain? You know, and I think this ties into what we said before. Ties into the, the idea of Vayesh of Yaakov. Why is Yaakov feeling, you know, what did he do wrong over there? And over here, what is he thinking? I think the answer is the same. And I saw in the name of of Matisio Solomon, he actually writes his, uh, his Talmudim, his students wrote a commentary on Mesilat Yisharim, the holy book of Mesilat Yisharim, in his, his shi'ur that he gave. And they wrote a commentary um, based upon the shi'ur that Matisio Solomon gave. And he says something very interesting. They're not going to read the whole thing, but he says, he quotes, he says that there's a line that he writes that Nisyonot tests Nisyonos. And, and and follow me on this one because it's a little bit, you know, complicated. In my mind, I, I was blown away by this. With a Torah and mitzvos, without our tests that are given to us, nisyonos, are nothing. It won't help us be to fulfill our tafkin in this world, because he's commenting on the mitzvah. The reason why we're in this world is to do the mitzvos and to gain to gain our our. To, to do our goal. And he says that it's all about the Nisyonos. Nisyonos are what shapes us, our tests, our challenges that are faced upon us. With, But without the challenges, just Torah Mitzvah is not enough. They, they don't make us the perfect person. And I was thinking about that. I'm like, wow. And I think this is, explains everything. Tests, our challenges, are our tailor-made I guess I like to call it opportunity that we have to become the best person that we can be. Not that he can be, not that she can be, not what they could be, but what we could be. Not judging anyone else. What we could be. What we ourselves are able to achieve. And how could we do that? With our tests, with our actual tests that we have in life. And, and maybe that's what happened. Maybe Yaakov on a very small level, ladies and gentlemen, very small level. Maybe Yaakov, you know, was missing that on, on a small level. And, you know, tests were, you know, hard. And I could serve Hashem, you know, but what, what do I need all this for? On a very small level. 
And that is why he made the mistake by Vayishem. And that is why maybe he made the mistake about complaining to Paro. And if Yaakov is, is faulting in that, we could also learn from our from that mistake and we could, we could make ourselves better and realize, hey, our tailor-made nisyonot are not necessarily a bad thing. They are our exercise, our our purpose to gain, to become a better person by ourselves, each individual to ourselves. Let, let's think about this for a second. I actually, I have an interesting uh, a mashul. Well, it's a true mashul. It's a friend of mine. Um, in high school, he was obsessed with dunking. He wanted to dunk. And I remember um, basketball, you know, he wanted to be able to dunk. He was a, not a tall guy. I, I was always like around 5'10", you know, now I'm 6'2", but I was always around that height. And he was shorter than me. He's probably like 5'8". Now he's, now he's taller, obviously, with a grew up adult, but he was obsessed with dunking the basketball. He wanted to be able to do it. And I remember watching him, you know, working out. His, he would do this, everyone else would be playing basketball or like, you know, games in the gym. And he'd be doing these drills. And I asked him what these drills are, and he told me these drills are like the Michael Jordan drill to make your calf muscles stronger to, in order to dunk. And it's specific exercises, honing on to this one muscle to make it stronger so you could jump a little higher. So he could dunk the basketball. And he spent hours and hours, taste and taste. And, you know, eventually I think he was able to do it. Our nisyonot, our nisyonos in our lives, our tests, are there specifically to help us strengthen the muscles that we need to strengthen in order to fulfill our tafkid, our purpose in this world. There are issues. There, what we have, not anyone else, because we need those in order to become be- our better, best self that we can become. If we could learn anything from the story of Yaakov, anything is that we cannot, we, get, we can't put a price on how precious these are for us. Obviously, Yaakov knew that, but there's some something missing it's on a small level. So let's not let's 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 strengthen ourselves in that regards. Let's realize that our tests, you know, they're not going to be easy. I'm not saying you should want tests. And I'm not saying you should dive in for tests. And I'm saying that if you have a challenge in your life, and we all do, that challenge, overcoming that challenge in a dignified way will help us become the best person that we can become. And that's what it's about. To take the Torah, take the mitzvahs that we have and we're doing every day, and also to take these tests that are unique challenges that Hashem gives us and overcome them be the best person that we could be in that regards because what I could do is nothing like you could do it's nothing what he could do nothing what she could do nothing what anyone else could do because Hashem gave me and you and you and you and you your own personal training session to become the best person you can become you know I remember when I was younger, I used to think, I used to be jealous of my friends. He used to say, hey, you know, if only, if only I was like him, I'd be good in class and I wouldn't have a hard time. And, you know, he's so smart. If only, if only, if only. Now looking back, I'm so happy that I am who I am. Because since I have my strengths and I have my weakness, I was able to become the person I am today. Now obviously I have far away to go, but I'm proud of myself. I came far with what I had. 
And if I would have, chas v'shalom, not had it, would I really be the man I am today? Would I really be the father that I am to my children? The husband I am to my wife? You know, obviously I have plenty of, of, of room to grow. But does the challenges get us to where we're supposed to be? I want to say one more point um, in this week's parsha, not related, but I saw it and I thought it was a, it was it was worth it was more than just worthwhile to mention it. Um, in later on in the parsha in the pasuk Lamazayin, sorry in Perik Lamazayin, pasuk um, Tesvav, very interesting. Yaakov sends Yosef to go find the brothers. Um, and we learn, you know, the brothers are, are making a din Torah against him to to punish him for, you know, whatever, you know, that could be a whole nother share, exactly what Yosef did wrong. But either way, Yosef is looking for his brothers and he can't find them. Vayim sa'eu ish, and he found a man. Now Rashi says it could be that it was a, it was a, uh, based upon um, the Pasuk and Daniel, it was a, it was Gavriel Hamalach. But the Rashbam says like this. The Rashbam says, "Vayim so'eu ish v'hinei tzoa lahakid chashivoso shel Yosef." He's bothered by why in the world is this pasuk here? Why do we know that Yosef asked directions for someone? The Torah is not a storybook where you add in things to make the story even better. Oh, and then he was walking down the street, and then he found a man, and he asked the man for directions. And the man goes, Yishara, 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 Smola, Smola. No, you get lost in Israel with those directions. No, but, but that's not what the Torah is doing. It's not a dramatic um, storyteller. You know, I told a story over to my students today, and it was a written story, and I was reading off the text, and I got really involved, you know into the story. I was doing different tones for different characters and stopping for dramatic pause. And I was, I gave myself goosebumps, you know, it was a really good story. And like, but, uh, but um, that's not what the Torah does. It's not the point of the Torah. So what is this there for? And the Rashbam explains, to tell us how chashr, how special Yosef was, that even though he even though he couldn't find the brothers. He went, he did what his father said. His father said, go over there, go look for your brothers. That's where they are. And he went there. But he, 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 he searched for them. He went around looking for people to ask. And in the forest, he found this guy who told him to go, whoever it is, according to Rashi, according to whatever, the Evan Ezra, I know, disagrees and says that it's uh, just some person who was there also. It, you know, unlike what Rashi is saying, but it doesn't make a difference who it was. At the end of the day, he still looked for it. And they told him where they were. And then he found them, and then he was sold, and then the terrible thing happened to him. But Yosef could have stopped. He did his job and go back home. I couldn't find them, especially because he knew that the brothers had some sort of taina on him. They had some sort of complaint about what he was doing, something he did. That's for another share, a different time. And yet he still looked for them. And that is the way we do mitzvot. We keep going. Sounds that's what I say. We keep going. The father said to go check. He went to go do the job, and that was the pasuk went out of its way. The Torah that does not add pasuk went out of a way to teach you how special this was. That he didn't just stop and say, "Okay, I did what I was supposed to do." He continued and looked, even though in his own personal risk, he kept going. You know, and that is why we have to do kivut of him. That is the way we have to do every mitzvah that we do. It's not enough just to stop. We have to keep going. Um, with that, I would like to thank you so much for listening.
This has been uh, the Thursday Parsha on Thursday night with my me, Rabbi Moshe Tashman, on Sinai Radio. Um, if you'd like to comment, question, comment, or sponsor a share, the Ilu Nishmat, the Zecha Nishmat, or for any other reason, please, reach, you could reach out to me at Rabbi M. Teichman at gmail.com. It's, again, it's R-A-B-B-I-M-T-E-I-C-H-M-N, Rabbi M. Teichman at gmail.com. Um, and uh, have a wonderful Shabbos. And Chanukah Sameach, we will see you next week on Thursday, which will be Chanukah. Look forward to talking about, speaking about the miracle, amazing miracles of Chanukah. You should have a wonderful Chanukah and a wonderful Shabbos. And we will see you next week. Have a wonderful, fantastic, great night.